Folks, if you'd like a copy of my best-selling first book, Tales of a First-Round Nothing, head on over to ecwpress.com. If you'd like a copy of my second book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to www.flankerpress.com. If you'd like either copy personalized, just add a note. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and happy reading. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from beautiful Buffalo, New York. Welcome to episode 168B of Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan Jr. And uh, for those keeping track, uh, this is Friday and uh, my master's ball hockey team, being Team Canada, are in the crossover tomorrow against, as yet to be determined, we went 4-0, but we had three real close games. Uh, could easily be 1-3. It's one of those things. Uh, there's, a, I think, 11 teams here, 12. And uh, I'm not trying to be humble. Seven or eight of them can win gold. So we beat Portugal 3-2, Greece 3-1. Again, very good teams. A lot of uh, Canadians with dual citizenships that are really into ball hockey. I see them all at the Canadian Nationals. Uh, and Team USA, Bobby Hauser and Team USA. Very tough. We had a couple of power plays. We beat them 7-3, to three, but honestly, it could have been the other way around. I'm not trying to be humble. That's the way ball hockey goes. Momentum and power plays are big. Um, anyway, not that I came here today to talk about that. Listen, for anybody tuning in, and um, I guess for everybody tuning in, I got to say, like, I appreciate the, the the consistency of the listens because I know that you'd probably rather a guest... Um, for those tuning in for the first time, I'm sure there can't be many at this point, but, um, you know, usually I do a, a solo pod earlier in the week and then one with a guest later. And, you know, the summer is a perfect time to do that because a lot of people aren't working and they're not as busy because uh, I hate asking people that, that are actual actually playing or media members during the season because I know they're so busy. So this could be prime time for me to get guys like Jeremy Roenick and Tiger Williams, not to mention some of the Chicklets guys that offered their time. But I, I realize I come to these things. I talked about this a little bit last week, but, you know, and it's inconsistent because I don't know when my games are going to be. And because I still choose to play so many amateur sports and I take them seriously, um, I know that maybe the listenership out there suffers a little bit, I assume. I know you're tuning in, but you cannot convince me that you'd rather hear this than a guest uh, consistently. But listen, I try to do what I can. And uh, as summer winds down and ball hockey and appearances and all those things come to a manageable rate and my daughter goes back to school, I can uh, definitely get more consistent. And, uh, you know, the thing is, 
a lot of other people that you're listening to in podcasts and, you know, now pretty much every sports show is uh, converted into a podcast. You know, that's those people is, is basically their main gig. For me, I got my hand in a lot of pots and got to keep, uh, got to, what's the word? Stay relevant, stay on top of things. Podcasts are just one thing. But anyway, I try to at least have two a week and be consistent. And that second one, I know, and I promise you that I'm going to have more guests coming. Now, that being said, there will be some consistency in the form of podcasting and radioing in my near future. So I'm excited to say this. I'm joining the sports uh, team, the, the sports 1440, sports team 1440 in beautiful Edmonton, Alberta. I'm going to join Jason Greger and I'm going to co-host for a couple of hours on Monday and on Thursday mornings. I think being me, uh, we've talked about it, I believe maybe nine o'clock Newfoundland time around there. That's a good time for me. I'll drive my daughter to school. I'll come back. I'll pop on some coffee and I'll flip open my computer and I'll be ready to go. So now why Edmonton? Why you guys know that have followed me for at least a little bit that I got some ties to Edmonton. Now, I followed Gregor's show for a while. Um, you guys listened to me on Got Your Back last year. A lot of you did with Ryan Rashog and, and Jason Strudwick. Well, they're frequent guests on Jason's shows. Jason's been in and around the sports scene and broadcasting side of things for 20 years, a couple decades in Edmonton, and had a huge listenership. And TSN, I'm not sure the ins and outs of it, but I believe TSN cut most ties with their sports stations out west, or at least in Edmonton. I don't really know why, and I'm not going to get into that. That's not why I'm saying this. I, it's, it seems absurd to me because it's such a huge hockey market, um, sports market, but but hockey market, and, and people are really genuinely dedicated to their radio shows. I just know that from talking. I was one of them. I'm, I listen um, without being involved. I got a lot of friends out there, a lot transplanted Newfoundlanders, a lot of guys in the WHL I played with, um, all kinds of family. So I'm pretty much, I'm, I'm pretty plugged into that scene. And anyway, I was surprised to hear um, that TSN decided to do what they did. But that being said, uh, Jason Greger and company are going to continue on. Like I've often said, uh, nothing stays static. Everything changes. And this is going to be a little bit of both. It's going to turn into the steam. I, I, I believe it was the team 1260, but it's going to turn in now to uh, sports team 1440. Uh, I'm going to co-host, like I said, with Gregor. And he's going to have, if you, if you just go and follow them on Instagram, um, and I posted a few things last or last few days as well, you'll see that there's a lot of great guests coming. And, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of familiar scene for those in Edmonton, and that's a good thing because most of the sports talk shows in Edmonton, I mean, they were on the air for a reason because people are real passionate about their Oilers, about their sports, and about their sports radio. So I think the nucleus of what you've heard before is probably going to be there. But, um, for, for, for instance, joining my particular team are uh, Mark Spector, who's a veteran of the scene out there. Bruce McCurdy, I believe Andy Petrillo, Frank Sarah Valley. I know he's going to be there. Um, Mike Rupp, I hear is going to do some stuff. Uh, Craig button, 
who's real familiar to everybody out there, Ladislav Smead. Anyway, um, there's a little bit of the old, a little bit of the new. I'm I'm assuming we're going to talk about the Oilers a lot. I've the last few years because of working with Rashog, and again, I got lots of friends out there, so I follow the Oilers. I follow Canadian teams, but you know, if there's a market that I could kind of wedge myself into with the least training wheels, would be Edmonton. Uh, now, Jason's a real veteran at what he does, and um, I really did. I'm not just saying it because I'm joining there, but I really did listen to the show in podcast form, usually the next day uh, at home in Newfoundland. Uh, so I am familiar with his show, I, but but I really don't know. We haven't talked about it much. I, what I love about, I've been on Jason's show at least once, I think a couple of times, and I love the spontaneity. We don't really have to plan much, although, of course, we will be when we when the season gets rolling. But I'm literally starting this Thursday, and I think we're just going to, um, you know, we're going to, I'm sure we'll do a little bit of prep this week, but I'm excited to see where he wants to take it. And I'm excited that I'll be working in a sports market like Edmonton because, uh, I don't know, I, I like the rush of playing. You know, you're out there on the ice and the higher you go up, I really felt like I was being evaluated. But I still like that. I told you guys last pod, like there's something about now, you know, I don't need to be here playing the Masters World Championships. But... um. I like to be judged on my last shift. There, there's something about that rush of possibly making a mistake that means something. And, and, and the same thing the other way around, or making a big play. Uh, well, I feel the same on the radio when with an with a audience like Edmonton, or sometimes I go on in Toronto. You know, I'm not saying that I don't respect my local audience at home. If I go on VOCM 590, I'm not saying that. Um, you guys listening to me now, but I'm in a room. It doesn't. I don't. I don't directly hear much feedback right i don't have many of those channels for it i don't advertise much right my twitter feed is it's not like i analyze the game when it comes to this it's non-existent other than posting but now i'm going to be responsible for a little bit of an, an, analyzing the game and you know giving opinions and and, and and whatnot i know i did a little bit of that last year but there'll be more consistency now that's my point and in a world in my world of podcasting with a little bit of inconsistency in that i don't have a guest today there will be a lot more when you tune into that. So it's Sports 1440. Sorry, I thought it was Sports Team. It's Sports 1440. And I'll be doing it with Jason Greger on Mondays and Thursdays. So check in. Uh, I know a lot of the people I'm talking to right now are, are live in and around Western Canada. Well, you guys might even be able to hear live. But for, you know, for all the rest of you, check us out. I'm sure you can get us on podcast and all the podcast platforms just like you can pick up this tales with tr but um i'm really looking forward to it i mean it's going to be a little bit of the same we're going to have guests on here and there i know that i know gregor and i are probably going to talk about the relevant sports slash hockey topics of the day i assume uh if i'm wrong you'll know real soon but anyway i'm looking forward to it because as mentioned i respect the edmonton audience and where i was going with that is that they're going to keep me honest you can't mail it in with the edmonton audience and i find a lot of times when you're on air you you can even plan what you're going to talk about but you still have to articulate the words and you know being stuck for a thought or or, or a word and having someone to bounce it out off of um like jason you know that that'll be interesting for me i, I enjoy that i just don't get to do it much because I'm, I'm doing what i'm doing now but i get just as much of a rush from that as, say, 
late in the game and we're down by a goal and we got a power play. You know, you get that. Anybody out there has played a sport, like, or if you played hockey or ball hockey, you know what I mean? It's not the end of the world, but you get a little bit of the butterflies on top of having the butterflies for the game. Okay. You know, it's, it's a big game. I'm a little bit, I'm not going to say nervous, but you know, you feel the butterflies. That's kind of what it is. Nervous energy. And you get out there and you need a goal and it's a power play. And you're like, you know, we should get a good chance here. And I better bear down. I might be able to score. You know, you get the little tiny bit of the jimmies. Um, well, I find a sports talk radio, especially live in a, in a place like Edmonton, where they're going to critique you if you slip up at all. I, I, I find that to be a little bit of a rush because the payoff is great too. I mean, I love those sports fans. So, you know, if we get into a groove and we're doing okay, you know, you go out to a restaurant or a bar in Edmonton and, you know, all kinds of people will come over. It'll be a nice little, like I said to you guys, the online stuff, I'm, I'm bad at getting back to people online and everything because I get so many messages. But what I love about Edmonton is I love the sports talk. If I go out, if you see me in public, especially if I'm having a beer at a pub or at a game or something, that's when I love to talk hockey. And I mean, I, like I've said, I, I'm extremely fortunate to have played the game at such a high level. And not only the NHL, this is where I was going earlier. My experience with the Western Hockey League was very unique. I try to explain that to people. I'm the only Newfoundlander to ever go out there and play. Daryl Williams played one game. Now, Alex Newhook played in West. He played in Victoria, first-round pick, right? But he went to Boston College first, and he didn't play in the Western League. I'm the only player that came out to pursue a career. I was 14, 15 in Quinnell. You guys know the story. And I went to the Western League. Now, I went to the Tri-City Americans, which is, I mean, back then we had a U.S. division. It was Tacoma, Tri-City, Seattle, Washington, Portland, Oregon, and Spokane, Washington. Um, and except, honestly, most of our players from Tri-City were from Edmonton. So I would go there in the summers. Even when I went to Cornell, Tri-City sent Sheldon Surrey there with me. Right, Surrey, for, so for two years before I even got to Major Junior, Sheldon and I, I he's a year older than me, or even in just a few months, but he's a year hockey or a hockey year older. He's, uh, anyway, so Sheldon was 15, I was 14. We we're playing junior, we hung out. I went over to stay with him and his family. His father, Richard, uh, came to Newfoundland, I remember that, once to visit. Um, so did Sheldon. Uh, you know, we were buddies, and I would go there, buddies on my team, Ryan Marsh, who ended up, if you're listening from Edmonton, you know that he captained the University Golden Bears, uh, University of Alberta Golden Bears, to, I believe, three of four national titles. Uh, the Hurley brothers, Hurley's meets out there in Sherwood Park. Mike and Mark Hurley were my teammates in Tri-Cities. Mike, 50-goal scorer. Uh, Mark, real, real good player. Um, a great penalty killer and a way underrated passer. I always remember how, what a great passer Mark was. But um, he was a little smaller and a little older. I came in Tri-City. I was 16. He was 18. So they, they, I remember they put me with Langkow, and we really blossomed because we were like the same age. But I remember like really one of my first instances of going like, oh, I'm going to have to like really work to, to, to be on a line better than this guy because Mark could pass it really well. Anyway, um, you know, I don't know, Mike Dubinsky and, Oh God, Zenith Komarniski, um, from Vegreville, where Damon, right outside Edmonton, where Damon Lankow is from. Uh, 
most of our team go back. Adam Retchlags from up there and his brother Gus, who I played with over in Cornell. Adam was in Tri Cities anyway. Uh, or God, Todd Claussen, God rest his soul. Trevor Sherbin. You know, all these guys were from Edmonton. I believe it's because our, our head scout was Scott Bonner, and Scott Bonner was from Edmonton. We always had contenders, but I mean, the, Western Canada is a huge place. I always found it funny that like 14 of our players at any given time in any year were from Edmonton. But anyway, um, Boyd Olson, another one, ended up playing with him in Fredericton, uh, signed with Montreal. Anyway, so for me, this means a lot. I'm nothing against other places in Canada, but, and I know the biggest market probably is in Toronto, but I don't even think about those things. I, I know that, and you could argue that Edmonton, boy, I don't know, per capita, those, those hardcore hockey fans, I don't know if you can beat them. And, uh, but I got so many friends, Taran Sandwith, my God, we're talking about Tri-City Americans, talk about one of my best buddies, and I go out and stay with him at his place now here and there a couple times during the year. So I, I have real ties to Edmonton. Um, and I didn't seek this out per se. I mean, I'm always out there. But, uh, you know, Jason phoned me and it was an honor to get that phone call because, uh, you know, not only, uh, as mentioned here, am, am I, do I have an affinity for Edmonton, but it's also the people I'll be working with. I mean, you could have asked me, anybody from Edmonton can ask me, but you know, these particular people are sports knowledgeable veterans of the industry with integrity, smarts that can articulate their thoughts. I think better than I can. So I will learn from them. And, uh, I'm very, very excited to do it. So, Check that out. College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN as in the Hockey Podcast Network. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Even if you're not going on vacation, summer's all about a vacation state of mind. Whether I'm checking out some of TR's music recommendations, throwing on my own summer playlist, or listening to other shows on my favorite hockey podcast network, I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer, sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people, or to stay calm with some guided meditation. 
I recently got to see Blink-182 in concert, and since then, they've been my go-to summer listening. And let me tell you, Raycons are the best way to listen to some Blink-182. And here's why. You can use the earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, including noise isolation and awareness mode. Better yet, Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime, so that you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit, and they start at half the price of other premium audio brands, and they sound just as good. And if that's still not enough for you, Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, Tales with TR listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. And like I said, for guests on my own podcast, I'm going to have Jason on soon. And uh, I do have some awesome guests coming. Uh, I just... At these things, it gets tough. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. I honestly can't even believe that so many people do week to week. Um, and it just, honestly, you know what it does? It, it, each week it solidifies my decision in going away to play hockey in the first place. You know, it's true. Because uh, you can say what you want about my stupid decision not going back to Montreal camp and fucking up my on-ice career which I did, um, but it's pretty hard to be upset as I sit here airing out my Team Canada gear, getting ready for crossovers in a national or in a world championship, playing for my country with four Newfoundlanders and a mixed mash of Canadians from coast to coast, talking about a new gig I have on Edmonton Radio. And uh, is today September 1st? Yes, it is. Shorzy comes out this month. So, um, you know, all, all that all does is remind me and Chicklets Cup next month that I chose the right path being hockey. I mean, because, uh, you know, it gives back and for everybody out there that played the game that didn't get up to the pros, um, I just think the journey is worth it no matter where you get because the things that you learn and the attributes off the floor or off the ice are instrumental in the rest of your life, not only who you are, but, and that goes for whatever you choose, I suppose. Like my daughter's what, she's 13 now. And I mean, I hope, she plays as long as, as she wants, as she can. But, you know, she she works real hard at it. And, you know, she's back now and she's starting to do some, you know, you got to work away from the field a little bit. And they do their specific camps and, you know, like quick feet and stuff. I wouldn't have her do your 200 push-ups or else. No, I'm not that father. But, you know, they're starting to be elite. She's the one of the starting strikers on her provincial team, right? So... You got to eat right and you got to start dedicating yourself a little bit. And she hangs out with her teammates more than anything. And she knows what it means to get a good rest the night before and to be hydrated. And, you know, to, uh, I told you a story a few years ago when they were like, I think just under 11. And, you know, they were really, really, they were winning like four to nothing. The game was over, but they were out and they went real hard defensively. And like, just, it looked to me like out of their, 
way. And I, I said, geez, you guys were going real hard. And she said, well, Abby had a shutout going and they were trying to protect the shutout. And, and that's what I mean. It, it, it's, it's that whole process of being a teammate. So if she was to stop now, I know there's something in her that whether it comes to, it translates to everyday compassion, empathy for another human, for teamwork, for, you know, not, it's not a me first thing. It's like, okay, how are we going to, how are we going to approach this? And that teach leadership. Anybody who, anybody who I think naturally resorts to a, a team, a me for, or, or sorry, a team first attitude is a leader by definition, really, isn't it? Wouldn't, wouldn't part of being a leader be knowing when to be humble and, and, and have other, you, you know, I wouldn't think that, well, I don't, when I think dictator, like a leader that succeeds on fear, I, I'm not counting that. I'm, I'm saying the kind of leader that I like, like a, a good captain. You know, I don't know if you're a hockey fan. Steve Eiserman, Mark Messier, they were the best of my era that I can think. Who in Montreal? Uh, Vinny Damfus, then Saku Koivu. These are good leaders. You know, I don't know. Leader. Any, I don't know. Go Michael Jordan or whoever. I, I, I'm just, I think most that I can think of have like a team first. I'm, I'm a leader, but I need a support group here and I'm willing to listen to what you have to say or what you have to do. But when it comes time to take charge, Michael Jordan is going to take it to the hoop, right? But when I saw The Last Dance, for example, on Netflix with Michael Jordan, I know I'm rambling a lot, but anyway, what, what the fuck do you want? Um, I well, I I know I'd like, and I and I know he liked to take the bull by the horns, and he and he called everybody out, and but and then you know he was very difficult to be around as, as an athlete, but I didn't see it as selfish, right? I, again, I. I'm not just trying to be old school. I see LeBron as more me, me, me. But LeBron doesn't want to admit that he always comes off as, oh, it's about the team, but it's really not. You know, from just so many things with LeBron, it has to be me, me, me. But whatever. I don't hate the guy. He's very charitable. He's one of the best fucking athletes ever. I just don't put him out of Michael Jordan. Fucking sue me. I put him number two or three of all time. Anyway, uh, you know, when I saw it with Jordan, I saw a fucking captain that demanded a lot. It was almost like, holy fuck. But I didn't see a selfish guy. Really, you know? I, I see selfish when I see Kyrie Irving or James Harden. I don't see selfish when I see Jordan. It's demanding, and it might even be at times too demanding. But he was a communicator. like, And he seemed pretty honest. I, I don't know. I know I'm going down a rabbit hole here, but I'm just saying for, I think... Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about like the 1993 NBA playoffs, and I started with under 13 girls soccer. But the the the, the link there, the parallel thought being, once you start thinking like a teammate, I think it's a step to being a good leader. I, I think I could say that in most cases. Uh, let's just say if you were in business or you became a teacher, you know, firefighters obvious, but now, if you're business, you're probably better if you can work with a group, right? Not to mention things, to, not to mention outside of the team thing. When, you know, if you've been in provincial, national, world championships last week, I know it was the Masters, but, you know, before that I played my whole life, all these sports. But, you know, last week I lost a Masters and a Legends 
35, 34 plus and 44 plus. But we lost both in overtime, one in the semifinal, one in the uh, final. I lost a world championship ball hockey in, in overtime, you know. Um, and looking back, I was so pissed. Yeah, it's a silver medal at a national tournament, at an international tournament. I'm just saying when when you when you're when you're in those moments, think of it. It doesn't have to be a fucking world championship or anything. Think of anything that meant something to you, right? Could be a local fucking tennis thing, whatever you take pride in. Well, when you got to the championship, you know, and you either win or you lose. This could be growing up. Could be Penny Lane now. They lost this year. They just got upset by the fourth place team after cruising through the year. And she learned something from that, though. Right, heaven. Your so wh wherever you go afterwards, after hockey or after whatever sport you're playing, you enter the real world. I can still do both, and I'm fucking pumped about that every day. But no matter when you quit your your sports first life, then you carry those elements over, and I just can't see how it doesn't help you. And again, not just the team thing, but if if I've been in a real pressured situation. Here you go. It's overtime. Gave in seven. Here's a penalty shot, right? I don't care, but any business transaction or problem at school or, you know, I mean, acting, I'm acting, I guess, you know, I was a Red Bull sales rep for a while. There's nothing that can wake me up as a Red Bull sales rep and freak me out and put me in enough of an anxious position of taking a penalty shot in a playoff game, much less a game seven. Uh, you know, the one I took was in game six in junior. But anyway, it's big. You know you know what I'm saying? Like, or even to win or lose in that situation, just to be in the situation. You guys know what I'm like that have big, played a big championship game or a game seven that I'm out there, or you know what it's like that's out there right now listening, right? That day you wake up, it's impossible not to have anxiety. Some people don't like that. They go the other way. For me, it helps me in other situations. When I'm in a, a, a predicament financially as I was just a few years ago. And, and, and the walls seem like they're caving in and it's just like, what else can possibly go wrong? I know that those instances of, you know, holding myself and my team to task and wanting a gold medal and all. And I know it sounds stupid and it sounds trivial to those that don't aren't in that position, but I'm serious. I would worry about that. Like some life problem. Like if it, you know, not winning a world championship or whatever. Not a life problem. That That's a little bit... Um, what's the word? That sounds condescending. I mean, I mean, I I had as much stress for those situations as I did for like some real kick in the ass, like losing my car or realizing a couple of times. I mean, we lost our house a bunch of years ago from a stupid decision that I made financially. Right. But those things, but I, each time it wasn't easy, but at least a few of those times I remember like breathing, going, okay, I got family here that loves me. I've got close friends to bounce ideas off of, right? Because that's what I would do as an athlete. Right. So, anyway, what am I talking about? I'm rambling, but you know exactly what I'm saying that these, the qualities that it takes to be a good athlete, and I'm not just talking the skills, to be a successful athlete means you must be a good teammate. And I think that translates into leadership and, uh, well, let's just say at the very least leadership. And uh, after 
whatever sport you, you choose to play is done. Now, on that note, speaking of true hockey, I talk about true hockey at the end of every podcast. One of the um, you know people that sponsor the podcast in the form of, be honest with you, giving me free shit to wear so and promote. So uh, thanks to Corey Gregory from True Hockey. They got some sticks waiting for me down here at a sports shack, uh, sports shop about uh, 10 or 15 minutes away. So I got to get down there before. The stroke of five o'clock when they close. So um, it's getting up up, up on that time. I got to take off. And uh, apologies for having no guest. But on the bright side, Mondays and Thursdays, now you're going to catch me starting next Thursday, not next Monday, on the Jason Greger um, co hosting with Jason Greger. I guess it's going to be the Jason Greger show as always. And uh, don't have to be in Edmonton. Like I said, check online where we get your podcasts and I'm going to have some great guests coming up. I really am. Chicklets cup is coming in a month and in three weeks comes Shorzy. And now we're going to get back rolling with, with the regular season comes more consistency from my end. And, uh, you're going to be excited at what the new season, I guess you could say of tales with TR has in store and definitely, um, the Jason Greger show featuring myself and so many other talented individuals, so see you soon, Edmonton, and uh, hey, cross my fingers. I've got a world championship to go and play for, and uh, may the best team win. If you're downtown St. John's, you want to go, you want to have a bite to eat, you want to have a beer, you just want to chat, you just want to have a Pepsi, you want to hang out, why not do it at the Bull and Barrel? Why not hang out at TJ's Pub? Why not go to Trinity Pub, right? If you're going to do that, check out Rob Roy Confusion. Check out Martini Bar. And of course, of course, head on over to Greensleeves and check out Dave White live. Why not? Check out Dave Witty live. Why not? Greensleeves Pub, some great food, some great live music. If you're downtown, you want a bite to eat. I mean, I'd start with Merchant Tavern and then I'd head on over to Blue on Water. And while I'm at it, if I had any time in St. John's, I was on Elizabeth Avenue, I'd go into Wedgwood Cafe. And you know what I might do to work it all off? Might head over to Power Conditioning on Rope Walk Lane. Strength and balance for the body and mind. I might see Ryan Power and get a membership. Then maybe I'd want to head to Mr. Lube, maybe get my oil changed. I'd go to Cam Mount Road or Tor- Torbay Road. Live, laugh, lube. And I'd probably ask for Chris Sparks or Julian. They'd take care of me. If I was sore, I needed some pain relief, I'd go to pitbullpainrelief.com. The pitbullpainrelief.com, the pain sticks that just don't quit. Check them out. And of course, if I wanted to buy a hockey stick, I'd go and buy a true hockey stick. True hockey. Take what's yours. Ladies and gentlemen, I will be back next week with episode 169A and later in the week with a guest. I fucking promise it. I'm looking forward to the Jason Greger show. I'm looking forward to Chicklet's Cup. I'm looking forward to Shorzy Season 2 as much as you guys are. Stay tuned. I'll catch you on the rebound. Thanks for listening.